level of the consequences that are happening out there. Yeah. And we're terrified for our friends and loved ones. But if we don't maintain a little bit of humor and quick wit, we're always going to lose our fucking minds. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Now, a question for you. How did you feel? One thing I loved, obviously, was that doctor or nurse or whatever he was in that English NHS hospital, yeah. you know, saying, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> well, let, let, me, let, me, let me raise my little, little hand over here and say, you know what? I'm not okay with this. And so let me quietly and eloquently explain to you why I'm not okay with it. And uh, gee, how did that go down, mate? What, what are your thoughts on that? He fucking killed it. Um, I'll see if I can. I'm, I'm scrolling through here to see if I can find it. And I'll just play the audio of it and we can break it down. Because, I, I, oh, God. It was so good. It was so good. So good. He, do, he doesn't even have like a coherent response. There it is right there. All right, hold on. Yourself. I'm, I'm not happy about that. So. You're not happy about it. Tell me. So, uh, oh, good. An opportunity for, uh, you know, to be a problem solver here. I've had COVID at some point. Yeah. Uh, I've got antibodies. Yeah. Um, I've been working on COVID ITU since the beginning. I have not had a vaccination. I did not want to have a vaccination. Um, he doesn't need a vaccination. Uh, the vaccine's reducing transmission only for about eight weeks with Delta. That's exactly what we've been saying. It's last couple months and then it's gone. And then you start going negative and get more likely to get sick. He doesn't even go there. Okay. With Omicron, it's probably less. It is. It's like weeks. And for that, I would be dismissed if I don't have a vaccine. It's not, the science isn't strong enough. He almost said that's not science, which would have been absolutely correct. Now, Sajid, I think it is, is sitting here. He is, I, I could just see a little bit of yeah, him. Sure you. But he's leaning back. He's got his hands folded, protecting his belly, which is a, um, he's a little uncomfortable. I don't, I don't see when he brought his hands up. But, you know, like when you lay back and expose your belly, that's because you're comfortable. He's got his hands clasped over his belly because he's a little, uh, uncomfortable there and, and your views yep. and he's ringing his fingers that's like uh i forget what that is it is tension he's nervous any view on that uncomfortable that, i respect that but there's a there's also a many there's many different views okay yeah and there's another hey, colleague yeah. who's who's also in the same position yeah <laughs> yeah there's more than just me too yeah no i understand that and obviously, we had to weigh all that up for both health and social care. Weigh all what up for health and social care? The suicides, is that what we're talking about now? The kids overdosing or taking their own lives and the, the adults overdosing on drugs because those are like record highs right now. And there, there will always be a, a debate about it. But it's There's always going to be a debate about it, huh? About natural immunity. I think the science is pretty fucking clear. Maybe yeah. there's an opportunity to reconsider with Omicron and the changing picture. Which, yeah, basically makes these vaccines utterly useless. And, of course, somebody tweeted today that, I forget where it is, but um, somewhere in the world, scientists think they have found a combination between Omicron and Delta, which is exactly another thing that Gert told us is going to happen because you've got all these... 
now sick healthcare workers after five days going back because, well, they're they're vaccinated and they're getting COVID, and now they're carrying these huge bio loads and they're swapping of different variants and they're swapping those out with each other. And so it's absolutely you're going to get some kind of gain of function combination that comes out of that environment. And I think that's what's starting to happen with, you know, some of these people. And like they they just, God, they don't even know what's happening to them. I, I think I know more about what's happening with with these people that are vaccinated than most of the doctors. And that's so sad. Or at least the nuance of now doctors who've had antibody exposure, who've got antibodies, yeah. who haven't had the vaccination, to not have it because the protection I've got from transmission is probably equivalent to someone who's vaccinated. Yeah, but at some point that will wane as well. Yeah, in several decades, dickhead, and he just told you that against Delta, your protection from the vaccine is only lasting eight weeks, and then what? Then what? You give them another dose of mRNA that's going to infect all their organs, have their cells flag for an immune response, so the killer T cells come in and start attacking and killing their organs because these spike proteins are presenting on the outside of the cells and causing that immune reaction, killing off some portion of their liver, of their lungs, of their heart. That's what's happening over and over. And I'm going to cover in the show tomorrow the the stuff from the the lab rat, uh, King King JK or what whatever it is. Um, he's shown pictures, electron microscope pictures of the cell nucleus of the spike protein. The spike protein is in the cell nucleus. They made they are actually manufactured in the. Uh, I think it's the ribo, RE ribo ectoplasm or something right by the nucleus. And whether they intended to or not, the, the data shows, the, the pictures show that's what's happening. And so that means DNA repair is being inhibited by these things. It means they're, they look like they're a threat to the immune system. And, and it basically every one of these that infects one of these cells, the body's going to come along and kill it. And it's like, and they're telling people, okay, come back and let's, uh, let's kill some more of your organs off here with another shot so that you can have another few weeks of protection against the the virus that's the version of the vi- virus of the spike protein that's not even circulating anymore. Oh, and by the way, we're training your immune system to only respond to this specific antigen, uh, which weakens it against everything else. And that's what you're going to be hit with in the real world. That's the challenge study that's coming that kills all the animals in every trial that they've done. Two really beautiful things came out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Two really, really, really beautiful things came out of that. Tell us. Number one would would have to be that guy, that doctor, that nurse, whatever he is, Uh he is not wearing a tinfoil hat. So any normie who's watching that is just seeing a really average, hardworking medical professional 
stating some opinions. Yes. Really hard to shoot that guy down. Yeah. There's not many holes. But, but what I really like is these guys, these politicians and health ministers, are so used to vetting the people who ask them questions. They've been doing it for so long uh-huh. that everyone who normally stands in front of them only asks the questions here on how to ask. Yes. He was totally but unprepared. He's, kind of, he's walked out there and he's just, you know, and flopped his balls down and said, hi, guys, tell me what I want to hear. And he uh-huh. didn't get it. Uh-huh. He turned around to the nurses. Anyone else want to tell me what I want to hear, please? <laughs> yeah. If you want to provide protection with a booster, yeah. you'd have to inject everybody every month. If it's Ooh. worn off by two months, yeah? If, it's yeah. Wo- if the protection's yeah. worn off the transmission after two months, yeah. then after a month, you've still got a bit of protection. Yeah. So if you want to maintain protection, you're going to need to boost all staff members every single month, which you're not going to do. No, we will, we t- and the people at home are going to be like, wait a minute, is that what he wants to do to us too? And don't forget, this is the guy who got the report from you know one of these globalist health agencies that said we need to change the interval to three months and an hour later he's in the floor of parliament saying we're changing the recommendation i've considered this memo for one whole hour and now it's time to go every three months and it's just because the whole thing is failing and this guy just so beautifully laid it out Hey, Sam, I've got to bounce, buddy. The kids are, are crying out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I'll try and catch the show tomorrow. Okay. All right, mate. We'll take care. Have a great one. See ya. Yeah, anybody else that wants to jump in and chat? I'm not really doing anything formal here. And we're going to – I'll get the pharmacist on another time. He wants to to chat me up about what's, what's happening in his world. And I, I, I can't wait to hear that perspective. But he was tired and burnt out and wants to do it another night. So we will. Huh. somebody v for xrp all right you can jump in whenever you want um yeah this this doctor was awesome hold on let me play the rest of this audio real quick take advice on on when how much you may need but it's not going to achieve a practical benefit yeah Yeah. well we take the very best advice that we can from who from who from from the people that are vaccine experts Oh, yeah, the vaccine experts, because they, the ones who told us it was going to kill the virus and stop the spread and on and on and on. God damn. Morons, these people. I mean, it's just, they're so done. Anyway, hey, V, you want to say anything? How you doing, Sam? I got to whisper a little bit here. My daughter's sleeping next to me, but uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that video of the doctor from the UK. I thought that was really good. Finally, you know, we're starting to see pushback from people. Yes. Uh, from the, I mean, I mean, we're all we've been seeing pushback for a long time, but you know, it's always good to see these videos with pushback. Yeah. Honestly, Sam, I gotta tell you, I, I gotta tell you, these days, I'm I'm really, really, really starting to think about think about just escape, like escaping, like what. Well, yeah. The last, the last, the last two nights, I've been spending a couple hours each night looking at places to go. I've been looking in Mexico. I've been looking in Florida. I've been looking in Texas. I've been looking even in Nicaragua. Yeah. Just to think, you know what? Maybe it's time to actually leave because in Canada, like, I don't know. It's the news bad. on Friday was that was that they're trying to force, you know, they're going to force mandates. Yeah. They're going to force. They're going to force everybody to do it. 
Yeah. That's where they're trying to take it. Now, Kazakhstan, they're trying to sell that as well. It's this natural gas thing. And like that was a, a catalyst, a part of it. And you also had, you know, China shut down all the miners. Well, uh, when the internet went off there, I think it was a 18% or 14% drop in the hash rate for the Bitcoin network. So that's what was straining the electrical grid and uh, helped bring this thing to a boil. But like they've been burning buildings and chasing down the politicians and setting their houses on fire um, and I think one of the other major catalysts was they put tried to push this vaccine passport that wouldn't let people access their bank. And they said, OK, that's enough. And they robbed all the banks. And uh, I mean, it's just I think there's it's, it's about to get crazy if they continue this. Now, I watched this Neil Oliver um, clip that's floating out there where he's talking about how or, or maybe it wasn't neil oliver um no no it was the swede guy that cliff high likes to talk about and he was sitting there going through saying they're not going to do it like they they're they're balking because it's too horrific and it would expose them and they don't feel like they can get away with it at this point but yeah i i, I mean we're in a holocaust right now there's this mass formation that's uh controlling people and that's what happened in the park with that guy i mean that was total for those of you that don't know there was a i think this was down in australia uh there's a guy he was like six feet away on the other side of a fence this vax head just freaks out and uh is so scared of the virus and possibly getting sick from this man from the virus that he charges him and tries to tackle him and punches him and kicks him and knees him in the head. Uh, yeah, a lot of common sense there. And like, um, that's so mass formation. That guy had all this anxiety and uh, frustration that he couldn't place on anything. He's been told the unvaccinated are the enemy and this and that. And this guy you know, didn't have a mask on or whatever because he was out jogging. And he just took out like that's how they get the, the how they recruited the brown shirts i'm sure is find these people that are like that level of uh mind control of fear of mass formation they're in that 30 percent not the 40 percent and uh it could it could get could get ugly so I'm starting to wonder, or I really ask the question, like how far away from are we from the uh, shit hit the fan scenario? Y you know, um, it's hard to tell. Yeah, but, but like, know, every day it's uh, the, the uh, feels like the noose is tightening every day. It is, it is, and I think I can't remember if it was Crypto Aussie or Little Pause that sent the video from Australia. They went to the grocery store and it was all empty. I just went to the little Dollar General. And while it's still pretty well stocked, they're definitely out of a lot of things. Um, and I was, I was kind of surprised by that because I just haven't been out shopping a lot lately. And um, I, I think supply, you know, we're on this slow grind down and it kind of normalized for a little while there. But now it's starting to hit, and another one of the things we'll talk about tomorrow is what's happening in China, 
with all of the the real estate firms that are um, defaulting on loans and having to demolish uh, shoddy projects over in China and like that that bubble's popped and it's uh, about to get real obvious and it will have global implications including tether right Cause there's a lot of people out there that don't get uh how tether's tied in but their commercial paper a lot of it is in evergrand and that that shit is not worth what they gave them for it uh they're gonna lose their shirts on that which means it's even worse and that's i think it, that that's maybe who's been bailing these guys out to keep it going a little bit longer but i mean it's yeah i i, I think we're I think it's going to be a hard year, a hard, hard year, because we're going to have this vaccine stuff is going to get so obvious. It's going to become undeniable. And uh, the economy is just cratering. I think that's just going to continue to crumble. And um, that's where I see it heading. And then, of course, the question, the big question, I think that you're asking that I have, too, is like, do, do they do they? keep pushing ahead with their COVID narrative or do they abandon that? Um, or does it, are they even seen as relevant? I I, I don't know. It's going to be different in different places, but uh, we're going to find out. I I just, it's going to be hard. I think. For the first time, you know, my, my wife is someone who's like very rooted you know, the concept of her like moving, she's like, yeah, like no way, right? Yeah, like, but the, for the first time, she's like, hey, you know what? Maybe we should start thinking about it because, like, for her to be saying that, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. Pe- people are starting to wake up. I think so. I think so. I mean, they've pushed this thing so hard, and it's. It's just, it's falling apart when these people like Whoopi and everybody and it's happening to the celebrities and everyone else are like, well, I got COVID. What happens when they, when Whoopi dies, you know, like how many is that going to wake up when these girls on the view start dying because they're all vaccinated? Uh, It's going to be, and then of course you have the, that phase where like now everybody knows what they've done what starts happening to Pfizer employees? I bet you're going to start seeing those profiles disappear on social media here and real soon. They're not going to want anyone to know who they are, that they even ever worked for Pfizer or Moderna or any of these companies. I mean, it's just, yeah. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my LinkedIn back. I uh, I think you know because I, I mentioned it. I was deplatformed, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to like get a hold of somebody there, but it's very difficult. Yeah, um, you know, see if I can get it back. I'd like to get it back for my work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, the irony of, of that uh, me being deplatformed, of course, was that um, one of the videos they cited as me having sharing which which they thought was alleged misinformation uh, was a video from Dr. Peter McCullough. And, uh, you know, just, uh, I found it very interesting that, you know, just a few weeks ago there, he was on Joe Rogan and uh, what a great interview that was. Yeah. And, 
yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like I was right to share that video. Uh, that was about six months ago. Um, and I was right to share it six months ago because, like, here we are six months later. And, you know, now about hundreds of millions of views. Yeah. And, you know, people, I think there's a lot of people that, that are, are agreeing with what he's saying. And, you know, why aren't we treating COVID and all that stuff, right? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to get back on LinkedIn. Just wanted to tell, to tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that. Um, I've just, uh, I've still got my other account that I can unlock, but it's been nine months now that they are waiting. They're going to review the appeal that I requested any day now, I'm sure, for saying that uh, the vaccinated shed spike proteins, which is like proven. I, I mean, it's the same thing. It, it's all so insane and now here joe rogan's pulled everybody over onto this getter platform like they won't even validate me i can't lie i'm a live streamer who can't live stream on their platform until they decide i can join their little boys club and get the the validation mark they're like i wrote them i said what's the process well we're sorry it's invite only currently and it's like these guys aren't going to be here to uh, create this level playing field. They're showing that, showing us that right now, and they're they're banned. The reason they're on Apple uh, App Store is because they they will ban people, and and they'll ban you for talking about uh, my uh, what is it Miles Guac, and um, you know it's just. It's. I think Gab would be such a better option, but it is what it is. So I, we're just. I hope that we can reorganize society in a way that gets us away from these kind of um, third-party intermediaries and control paradigms, and because I think there's a really humane and just and peaceful and compassionate society waiting on the other side for us one day. So. Anybody that wants to jump in, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, are, 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 are you saying, sorry, just to clarify, mm-hmm. you're saying Getter, Ben? Because I've heard of Getter, I haven't signed up for it yet, but I thought it was supposed to be this like free speech platform. Yeah. Are you saying that it's not really? It's not really? I, I mean, it's, is it better than Twitter? Yeah. Is it, um, is it better than like Gab? Not at all. Uh, they've banned a lot of people already for saying things that, really shouldn't be shouldn't get them banned um and it's you know like they're also i i think i can't remember if it was getter or one of the other ones was taking the company public and it's like you guys think that money's not going to come with strings i mean it's silicon valley if for those of you that have seen that hbo series it just shows how crazy everyone is out there trying to manipulate and control and uh, take over and you know it's just it's all there's so much life is just so manipulated and um, rigged in this under this system that I think I, I hope we evolve we use this fourth turning to really kind of uh, evolve our thinking and our society and how we interact with each other as humans because this current system that we've created, it, it's marched us off to our death. 
I mean, they're literally building concentration camps for us. And like how we defend that is necessary and it's happening all over the world. It's not like it's this one small group over here went crazy. No, it's, there's something that's co-opted the whole system. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's a very, very dangerous thing government and i don't think a lot of people understand that or realize that and no system's going to be perfect but um i i hope we try something different and not do this whole revolution thing so thanks sam i'm, I'm going to step down now but uh, hey I, I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing okay you know, yeah you good luck with your decision you're shedding a lot of light for a lot of people and uh yeah just trust your instinct and y'all talk about it and i hope you hope you settle somewhere that's safe for you yeah thanks son have a good night okay there's a couple other you others of you out there if anybody wants to join the conversation you can just uh send a request and i'll bring you on and we're not doing a pharmacist perspective. He was tired. I'm going to capture him another time and we'll have that discussion. We've just been talking about like some of the things I'm seeing and uh, what's happening out in the world with all of this vaccine stuff. I mean, it's just, I think it's, I understand it in a way that I think most doctors don't even at this point. And it's just, what this spike protein is doing to the body, it's going to get real ugly, especially with them continuing this policy of inject everyone, inject everyone. And so, all right, Anthony, if you want to say something, go right ahead, sir. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Sam, have you, um, what, what do you think, uh, about the controls, uh, you know, that the, that this, that the COVID and vaccine versus unvaccinated are, are starting to have on our education system. Um, I don't know if you've, uh, heard, uh, or have any information about, you know, the, the, the students and parents in Chicago are, stu- are suing the school district for the teachers not, uh, returning to school. I think the teachers are wanting are, are behind that, aren't they? Is kind of what I thought. Yes, it's the teachers' union. the The, the okay. parents are are actually suing the teachers' union there in Chicago. Yeah, so I've got a friend that um, goes on Instagram and searches the uh, CTU tag and finds teachers out there who earlier this year were at Disney World walking around without a mask, and now they're definitely afraid of going back to the classroom to teach kids. I, I mean, and they're, they're like trying to justify it with Omicron, which is the mildest of all of them. Uh, the, the, this whole thing is so turned on its head. They're wanting them trying to vaccinate these children. I just saw, you know, I read two or three threads today. There's one right in front of me from Bob Watchner about his son that, uh, he's, he's the, hold on. Bring up his profile. He's the chair, USSF Department of Medicine. Uh, 
or UCSF. What is that? University of California at San Francisco Department of Medicine head. So okay. he's talking about his son being double boosted and or double jabbed and boosted and uh, 28 years old and he's got COVID and he's really sick and he's going through all of the calculation of the risk calculations and what medicine should I give him and this and that. And it's just like, it doesn't even dawn on these people that it's the vaccine that's making them sick in the first place. Like they haven't even gotten to that level of intelligence yet. And it's kind of just, it's sad. It's so sad. And I, you know, I, that 13 year old girl video that I tweeted, she's, she had cancer, uh, recovered. They operated on her leg. She was able to walk again, got the vaccine, started, um, cratering and couldn't walk anymore. Started doing physical therapy, recorded this video. And five days later she was dead. What happened to her? Well, she already had those cancer cells floating around. And when she got that, she had just one shot and then she, she couldn't walk afterwards and got a little better well the cancer came back because the spike protein goes in infects all the cells and shuts off the bill the body's ability to respond to it so now it was able to just fucking ravage her and her organs were all pumping out spike proteins and flagging for immune response and the killer T cells are going in there and killing cells in her organs and, and reducing capacity and shutting them down. And the spike proteins are in the nucleus causing mutations and inhibiting DNA repair. And it's like these people are fucked. And they, they still don't even, most of them still haven't even comprehended what's been done to them. And I, I, I It's sad. Well, Sam, my wife is a um, is a respiratory therapist, mm-hmm. um, and so she has you know been at the forefront of this pandemic since it started. Yeah. And one of the things you know that she uh, th- thankfully uh, she works for a hospital system. Uh, we live in Oklahoma um, okay. that is not re- is not requiring. Uh, them their uh medical staff to be vaccinated i mean it's a choice if you want to you can if you don't you should be allowed to but like even then they still don't know what what they're choosing um but she says that the you know at the very beginning you know they didn't really know as they were learning what COVID was and how it affected the body and, you know, the respiratory systems and, and things of that nature. She was telling me that here lately, you know, a lot of her patients now are vaxxed and boosted and, you know, are what is now considered fully vaccinated. And she says that, or has been telling me that the, her patients are sicker now than they were at the beginning of the the pandemic. It's yeah. like what they're doing is no longer working as far as the therapies that they are allowed to, to give them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, because of the vaccine. You know, like a girlfriend's a hairdresser and 
women are coming in and they're losing their hair and and they're asking her like what do i do about it and she's like uh tell your doctor <laughs> and, and and it's all it's in the vaccinated and there's so many of these women and probably men too but you know i hear most of this about women who are hiding their vaccine injury because they're ashamed of it and they don't want to tell mm-hmm. other people that they're suffering uh because they're embarrassed that they were wrong and it's just like this is horrific horrific yeah yeah it it uh you know she um she tells me all the time she just like oh that she is more wary now about the pandemic than she was before this whole vaccine thing started because you know she's it's going to make it worse. Whereas if we would have let, you know, things happen organically. Yes. You know, that, yeah, let me just expand on that. It's vaccinating into a pandemic across all age groups with a leaky vaccine that doesn't sterilize and, uh, you know, doesn't prevent infection or spread. Doesn't even create an antibody response in the respiratory respiratory tract. Uh, mm-hmm. Got to pronounce that the right way, or the digestive tract. So, like, it, it and, and this is what uh, Na- Dr. Nathan pointed out is the vaccines work in- entirely the opposite way. The infection comes on from the outside in. This protects from the inside out, and it doesn't even protect the outside. And and they're just hitting them with it over and over again. And it's it, it's there's there's so many aspects to it there's the lipid nanoparticle damage that's there's the spike protein damage there's the you know ace2 receptor there's the clotting damage from the spike protein binding to the ace2 receptor there's what those spike proteins doing to the nucleus of the cell and who knows what we've got the data that shows it's five percent of these lots they're they're clearly running experiments uh testing god knows what Uh, um on people and it's just like mm, I, oh. yeah well hey I, I appreciate you taking my um, my questions and, sure, and sure. expanding yeah, anything and else you, you want to talk share from your wife's experiences I don't want to shoo you off or anything oh well no I mean it's just you know I'm just learning more and more you know, and, and hearing, you know, when she talks to her other colleagues and, and her concerns, you know, like, you know, part of her job is uh, being, you know, when new babies are brought into this world, you know, she was, she's responsible for, you know, cleaning out their lungs and making sure that, you know, their respiratory systems are working properly and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And she talks about, um, you know, scarring of the lungs and, and, and these and babies vaccinated should, mothers. should be. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that these children that are just born, you know, they're, everything with them should be perfect if they're if they're healthy. Yeah. And, you know, some in the heart issues and has she, uh, has she know, seen any black eyed babies? Do you know what I'm talking about there? No, but I will ask. Okay. I will ask her. So there's there's videos of these infants that are like there the latest one it was a newborn it was born that day holding its head up and it doesn't have the eyes are like solid black and it's from vaccinated mothers at a certain time frame 
I guess in the development or whatever, it's some of them are born with teeth, uh, but the, like they're strong and they're holding their bodies up and and it, it, within within like the days to to a couple weeks. Um, and I'm curious to know if there's, you know, people that are interacting with those, with those babies, like what is happening there? What's being done to the development cycle? Uh, you know, what kind of problems might that cause down the road for these kids? I I just, it's God, what have we done to humanity? I, I don't know. Yeah, I would. I would ask. I, I'm. Okay. I'm almost positive that she has it because I'm sure she would tell you. Yeah. You know, we we've would have had these conversations. You know, okay. uh, if if that was the case. But I'll ask her, and I'll I'll uh, just shoot you a message or, or inbox you or something like that. Yeah, please do, please do. And uh, I just followed you, so you can uh, message me if you need to. All right, all right, will do. Awesome. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great night. Yeah. Uh, Davis or either of the other two straight up XRP you want to if y'all want to jump in and say something you're welcome to yeah hi Sam hey. uh, I'm, I'm here in South Korea uh, I oh, moved wow. here with my wife yeah I moved with my wife here uh, recently uh, in November uh, 2021 um, now, uh, I hold, came from the UK I, what yeah. is the what is I don't even know anything about what's happening with COVID and all that in South Korea. Can you tell us and give us like a quick rundown? So in South Korea, people are very obedient. Um, uh, you, you go outside of, uh, on the street, everyone has a mask. They look at you uh, weird if you don't have a mask because they fear the virus. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, yeah, you need to follow the, the, the rules here. And the, the, yeah. I don't know, even know if it's laws. I'm not speaking Korean. I'm just learning it now. So okay. um, the rules uh, are weird outside in the park if you're alone everywhere uh even if you uh, yeah it doesn't matter where you are you have to wear a mask uh but uh they're also rolling out now uh the um uh these things where you when you go into restaurants that you have to show your vaccinate vaccination status mm-hmm. um i am i am vaccinated double vaccinated i got it last year in july uh mm-hmm. but sorry about it i don't want to get the booster yeah. I did my research then. I would I would try um, and stay away from it because the more you get the more damage it does faster and faster. Yeah, exa- it's just oof. exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, so I'm just worried because uh, we didn't want to stay here until um, the rest of our days. Uh, we basically want to go back uh, a year from now uh, back to Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just wondering uh, look when I enter a plane I need to show my vaccination status uh, obviously mm-hmm. in one year from now uh I'm not fully vaccinated anymore. I think I'm not fully vaccinated now already. Uh, I think that time has already passed. It's, it's nearly six months now. Uh, so, um, and I'm here on a visa. So my visa is good for one year. So let's say my visa runs oh, out uh, and I have to leave the country, but I'm not vaccinated, so I can't enter a plane. I just, what the heck is going to happen? <laughs> are they going to, yeah, uh, are they going to lock me up because uh, I don't have the vaccine? Because I'm not, or, uh, I, I can't enter a plan. I can't leave the country. I guess they're going to force me to take the vaccine. It's just a lot of uncertainty, you know. Yeah, it's it's scary. Um, I, I mean, we're we're it, in a, we're in a holocaust right now, and I and it's like it's far worse than what happened in Germany because it's almost globally. I mean, there's places that are completely ignoring this all this nonsense, like Africa and others. 
but there's so many places around the world where you have to jump through their hoops and comply or or else and as time goes on they're like clamping down on that more and more and removing options and making it more you know bringing in more and more force and threats and intimidation and uh at some point though the narrative's going to fall apart and the jig will be up and like i i think we're in for some anything could happen kind of times um so whew, yeah i don't know i mean they're just going to push ahead but is it going to reach a boiling point is kind of my question. Yeah. I hope that the boiling point is coming within that one year. Cause yeah. uh, I can, I can stay here. I, I can do without restaurants for a year. Uh, okay. But as soon as I have to leave the country and I'm forced to take the vaccine, that's, that's going to be difficult. So I hundred percent, I don't want it. Uh, yeah. I just don't know what's going to happen. It's, and I would uh, try and, you know, now try and build, see if you can find a place that you can go maybe, uh, you know, like try and f build your underground network. If that makes sense to, to have places you can, you can maybe come in the back door or, or you know, I don't know what, but, uh, yeah. do what yeah, you can. I, I was always, yeah. I mean, if plane is not an option, maybe there's another means of transportation, but what is there? There's plane and there's a, a ferry. Yeah. But even on the ferry, you need all these uh, uh, vaccine uh, passports. So, um, yeah, maybe swimming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Anyways, there was another thing, uh, Sam. Um, uh, yesterday I saw a video. Uh, it's uh, from the uh, yeah, Phoenix Hospital, Phoenix Children's Hospital. I checked you on that as well. And it was like a six-year-old uh, girl who got the uh, Boost, uh, the vaccine uh, uh -huh. on uh, on the 17th of December uh -huh. uh, and then bam on the 18th of December she tested positive for COVID yeah. so what I just wonder uh, is, is that do you think these kind of because I see that often it's not the first time and do you think these kind of incidences uh, is that really COVID or are that positive or, what, or are they more susceptible of getting COVID after getting the, the vaccine how is that possible that this ch child gets through the whole COVID pandemic without vaccine and doesn't get COVID and bam, one day later she gets her COVID? Yeah. So there's actually, there was that story. There was uh, a, um, a doctor who like, he got the booster or something and, and got COVID the next day and died. And, um, they were saying the exact same story and like the daughters saying, well, he got COVID and he, you know, really supported vaccination and this and that. I looked the daughter up on Facebook. She's a pharmacist and going to medical school. So, you know, she's sitting there saying the same thing. And it's like, I, I think both is happening. So, you know, you certainly have the vaccinated, their immune systems coming under attack, uh, or not their immune system, but their, their organs, their, their body's vital functions. This, the spike, the, the MRNA are circulating everywhere. Okay. And it's, uh, it's, it's the, the lipid nanoparticle is getting these MRNA into the cells of pretty much every major organ. It's different ones in different people, but the, the lung is the, I think the most common heart is number two. And then you've got like liver and, 
I forget the other ones, but basically it spreads pretty much throughout the body. And then uh, that it's damaging your DNA repair, your, your body's ability to repair DNA. You've got your killer T cells being dispatched to your organs to go and kill the cells in your organs. And they produce billions of these things. And of course, I don't know. So, so your immune system is just under siege and like in the fight of its life, literally. And, uh, with each successive shot, it gets worse. That lipid nanoparticle, that's a, that's a synthetic chemical. It's not something that's found in your body. So then the body like goes and says, Hey, you come, you're coming with me. And in women, it deposits it in the ovaries with men. It deposits it in the heart. I I think I got that in the testicles and that's what happened to me with the whole swelling and inflammation that I experienced when I had, you know, five or six, uh, vaccine injury symptoms, but I, I'm not even vaccinated. I was just around my brother who was, um, so at the same time, while all of that's happening, the spike proteins are being pumped out and circulated in the body. And I don't know if their tests can pick those up and, and give them a false positive, but we had that report that, um, the vaccinated go through this period where they test positive, where all of them test positive, and then they test negative. So I think it's something that they've known about, and now they are using it as a scapegoat. Well, we'll test them. Oh, look, day after the vaccine, he's testing positive for COVID. It's not the vaccine giving us a false positive, making this person sick. It's clearly COVID. And like the the... That's what I'm seeing in these threads and things that I read from these doctors and so forth is they're getting sick and they're blaming it on COVID because they're just brainwashed into turning a blind eye to reality. I, I don't know how else to really describe it, but that's so hopefully I, I think I answered your question. I, I think it's both. The vaccine's making them sick. The test is some of them, their immune system is weakened, so they're likely to catch the real COVID. And they're also flooding their body with these spike proteins that could be triggering a positive test as well. So I think it's a, a combination of those things. And then, you know, the, the, the lipid nanoparticles are creating side effects. That's what's happening to some of them. The spike proteins are creating clotting. That's what's happening to a lot of them. Um, on and on there's just there's so many this thing is so destructive and uh dangerous to the body it's it just makes me wonder like how on earth did they think this was safe to inject in people how could they have not known not seen what this was doing i i I don't i don't comprehend it like i'm I see it now just by looking at the data and I'm not a PhD, uh, you know, immunologist or virologist or whatever, uh, but I've listened to enough of them to where it's pretty clear to me what's happening. And like, how did these, these so-called experts not figure this out already? What in the world is going on here? It, I, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked at what I've seen today and just, oh, it weighs on me some days. 
Yeah, and another thing, uh, why why they're pushing for it, obviously, uh, financial incentives. Uh, I saw another one yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a doctor or a, a guy who um, injects all these people, uh, he gets like 15 pounds per injection. So he injected like 2,000 people this weekend and uh, a total of... Uh, I have no clue, 20,000 people or so, and, and he made like 300K from injecting people. So they're getting financially incentivized to yeah. inject people. Obviously, then they want to spread the good good vibe about the vaccine so that people come in, get the vaccine, and uh, they get 15, 15 pounds per shot. Pockets. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's obvious. Madness out there, man. <laughs> it is. And it's like, it's what happens when you let the government you know, put itself in charge of your health and, and get this big. And and like, this is why it's just, I I don't even, I don't, I don't even know if I want to go into it, but like, that's the danger of single payer healthcare or, you know, socialized medicine, whatever you want to call it is like, people don't understand the government's run by psychopaths and uh, they'll kill you when it's financially, um, required to for them to keep their racket going that is just this big wealth extraction tool that vacuums up all of our wealth and hands it redistributes it to their rich buddies and that's what we've seen for decades now is the divide between the rich and the poor it used to be that the small little guys held most of the wealth and that switched and has just been going and going ever since and that's a function of government yeah uh yeah sam thank you so much for your answer and uh i appreciate everything you do i'm gonna tune in tomorrow can't wait for the video okay yeah good luck with uh with your situation there thank you so much bye Mm -hmm. davis you want to say anything yeah can you uh hear me we got you what's up cool um yeah so Anyway, I'm a little bit sick right now. I'm pretty sure it's Omicron. You know, yeah. no big deal. Uh, it's been over a week, though, which is why I'm, I am i didn't go and get tested because it's just like, you know, fuck oh, that. I contribute, yeah, uh, me either. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, however, uh, Utah, I tweeted at you just yesterday saying that Utah is having a 30-day mask mandate, and mm-hmm. I'm just, like, blown away because has it not come out everywhere like is it not now common knowledge that masks don't work yeah. they even fucking said it on cnn yeah the shittiest you know like they <laughs> you saw that clip right with that whatever that's mask yeah even chick. less effective yeah the, the, yeah, the asian lady yeah that and is she's usually, the worst, she's like, usually the worst like so nasty and just comes up with the most ridiculous shit but i couldn't believe i heard her sit there and say that now i know they're After all changing their tune. of her peddling masks yeah. and, and all this shit. And now it's crazy how Newspeak just, but I'm just it's like. pervasive, yeah. Why well, are we, what the fuck is this? Why are we wearing masks right now? <laughs> like I'm, and no, I'm like actually asking like, what, why? Like how is this going to end? Yeah, like, and the latest, you know what the latest now? is? Because it's an yeah, airborne what? virus. Uh, once the mask saturates with moisture, which happens in about 15 to 20 oh minutes, God. it becomes ineffective because the, the droplets can just pass right through and, uh, 
So to, to have an actual effective mask, you can only wear it for about 15 minutes and then throw it away. And it's just like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I just was shocked when, you know, I didn't, I didn't really keep up with when the state tells me to do something. I just went to the grocery store and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people wearing masks right yeah. now. <laughs> and uh, then I saw like the tweet or whatever. Uh, a lot of people haven't been wearing them, so I'm kind of hoping that maybe we're, they're just like, you know, even the normies are just like done with yeah, the fuckery. We've had enough. But, we're done with this shit. You know, uh, I think it was on Joe Rogan with Malone or Makalu, but, you know, weren't they kind of saying like with Omicron that that kind of is going to kill this whole narrative and everything because Omicron is just transmitting everybody's getting sick with it it's mild and then natural immunity and it's vaccine like evasive or whatever like yeah. is that not how the hell are they going to keep up with this narrative now that it's not oh it's covid and you're gonna die you know i, and I think that's why they're it end trying this to year? change their I feel tune. Like it ends this year I, okay I, well like Go they ahead. won't let it end they need uh, a scapegoat yeah, for map. all these people that are going to start dying like the the RN. I don't know if you caught the beginning of the show, but Nurse yeah, Sarah posted, you know, about one of the RNs at her hospital died. She's she's double vaxxed and boosted, and she caught COVID supposedly, which I don't think she caught COVID. I think the vaccine made her sick and killed her. And she's, you know, has two kids, an eight and a twelve year old. It's just like it's heartbreaking, and like they don't oh, even know, they don't even understand what happened to them. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, so this is just uh, the foreseeable future. I mean, is this going to – Or did they really overthrow the government in Kazakhstan? Did they do that? Yes, set fire to buildings. So, uh, there's reports. We'll, we'll play the little video clip tomorrow of a guy. Now, I, I, like I haven't, haven't seen clips. I see a lot of bullshit like the – them riding horses to supposedly chase down the police, but they don't show any police. It's just like four guys riding a horse down the street. And I'm all, okay, what the fuck is this? Um, there's another one of like a bunch of people, a bunch of politicians being thrown in dumpsters. Um, and again, I don't know, is this old? Is it from Kazakhstan? But the reports coming out of there is that they've, they've robbed the banks uh, they've wow. been, uh, now I have seen some military people being pulled off of a truck and thrown on the ground and kicked and punched a little bit. Uh, I don't know what happened to them after that, but they're being rounded, rounded up police politicians. The report is that some of the politicians are having their houses burned. So I, how much of that is true? I, I don't know. I haven't seen as enough solid evidence to, to do that, right. but yeah, I think you know the Bitcoin mining played a role, the natural gas stuff played a role, and the vaccine passports played a role. And they just said, "Fuck this, we've had enough, and we're not going to put up with this shit anymore." And now there's no more government there right now. And I, I don't know. Like I'm mostly curious to see, okay, where do they go from here? Does somebody else come right. in and and like install their puppet dictatorship? Do they try and create their own system that's going to be just as bad you know what how does this unfold here so. and yeah i mean i'm just wondering if you know is that really what has to happen here for the is that like literally is that it is that it I, <laughs> like we're really gonna have to storm on them 
<laughs> I, I hope not. Um, I mean, it would be kind of cool, but I don't want people to die. But, you know, if this is where it has to go, because yeah. this is just I mean, another the mask thing, thing really like, wow, we're uh, really, really in a trance right now. You know, mass yeah. formation psychosis. But at the same time, like <laughs> there are um, fires being set in Mason lodges, Masonic lodges all around the yeah. world. Uh, I, I've seen at least four of those in the last couple months. Um, I think that we're going into like a, a rebellion. Um, I, I think that's how it's probably going to start to unfold is as people wake up to what's been done to them and they see their friends and family and loved ones die from these people. And we have been successful. I mean, like Joe Rogan getting um, Malone and, Peter McCullough on there is great, but like, I think it's guys like us, like me and, and hundreds of others that have been pushing this narrative that it, it's cost us our channels. It's cost us, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, um, Patreon accounts and PayPal accounts and all of these things and YouTube channels and this and that, that have gotten us to where that was even possible because we had pushed the, the, these ideas out into the narrative enough to, to where more and more people started joining us and talking about it. Um, and I think we have to keep doing that because they're not done, you know, their policies may be a failure, but they're, they're not done with their propaganda. They're going to try and do whatever they can to save themselves. So. Right. Um, you know, and I'm kind of wondering if finally after this Omicron wave mm-hmm. settles down and like, you know, we're infected and we have a huge percentage of natural immunity now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then whatever they come up with next, I'm one, you know, God, it's hard to say what it's going to be from there. Right. It kind of troubles me to know that at any given time, now that they have us in a vice grip, that they can just release something else that's like more deadly, like, you know, and actually really just start wiping people out. But see, I don't know that they have that because you don't think they can just whip that shit up. I think vitamin D, I think the body's immune system is an amazing thing. And if you, you know, vitamin D is so important. If you're taking that and, uh, getting, you know, sufficient quality, it's not, it will still have an impact, but it won't be like this deadly thing that kills everybody you know like you know it won't be their wipe out humanity fantasy kind of thing it will it will be something like another coronavirus i i just don't know that they have anything more powerful than that oh well that's good to hear um yeah i mean from this point uh you know one little thing and if you don't want to talk about it that's totally fine um i'm kind of wondering you know what your current thoughts are on XRP. I love all your coronavirus. I, I and I love watching Get your the current fuck off my spaces, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you don't even. I'm just wondering. You know, do you see a complete world economy collapsing on the brink here? Like, or you know, are they yes. just going to keep propping it up? No, you know, how um, do you see this unfolding in the next? You know, and I'm not, you're not Michael Burry. I'm not trying to ask you to predict the future. Just kind of wanted to see your perspective uh, on I things. I think and- the, um, the, 
the pen has popped the balloon at this point. Yeah. And uh, that's happening in the Chinese uh, real estate market primarily right now. And that is yeah. a contagion that's going to spread to consume the whole world, uh, you know, affect most of the markets around the world. And I think that um, that's going to include the Bitcoin markets and crypto to a large degree because of Tether, you know, all the fraud that's going on with Tether. Right. Um, as far as XRP, I think it's still, you know, there, there's, I've got my issues with Brad. Um, I know you hate Brad. Well, I don't hate him. I, I think that, I think that what he did was real dishonest and I don't think he should be yeah. the CEO. Quite okay, frankly. I see. Um, you think he'll be out of there before they go public? No, no, probably not. But like, he's too, he's ingrained. I just, the way that went down, I'm, I'm really not a fan of his anymore. And, um, the token, you know, at the same time though, like Schwartz is vaccinated. A lot of them are very liberal. So like, yeah, my question is what's going to happen to these companies over the next three years when they lose 10%, 20%, 40%, 60% of their employees. Is there going to be, I mean, shit. What would ripple even do without Schwartz? Right. I mean, and honestly, like, you know, like uh, XRP has a lot of things going for it. The low power usage. Think about the world that we're going into. If we have this big die off of a billion plus people, um, it's going to be one where resources are constrained and tight. And uh, Bitcoin is an energy hog is a resource. Oh, yeah. hog. And XRP can be run on solar panels. Literally, Wheatsy is doing it now. Uh, I don't know if he's doing that with all of his, but his validator server was great. Um, and it's got the scaling and it's got so many things going for it. it you know, it really is a 2.0 uh, blockchain crypto. It's not a blockchain, cool. it's a ledger. But, um, I, I, and, and like, I still think there's going to be a dozen different crypto projects uh, that each specialize in a certain aspect that are going to be the technology leader in terms of um, the the Jeffrey Moore book, Crossing the Chasm. With, with technological adoption, you get one leader who gets 80, 90% of the market and then a few other players that squabble over the, the scraps. I, I think XRP will be one of those. Um, and I think cool. it could be a core component of a global financial system. Um, and, and then, you know, there's, there needs to be a privacy coin. There needs to be all kinds of things. And, and it's, uh, I, I think it's a space that's going to continue to evolve because I, I hope anyway that we're going to move away from these uh, centralized gatekeepers and fiat money from, you know, governments that want to use it to, extract our wealth because that's really what it is it's a giant wealth extraction tool from us to them and their rich buddies absolutely yeah cool i mean question? yeah good to hear you yeah absolutely great to hear your uh, insights on that and uh you know i'll be tuning yeah, I, into all your shows I, i'm not against you know talking about crypto or anything like that i just people this is more pressing there's kids you yeah know, no and i kids. i love your your shows on this stuff man like you and joe rogan probably have the best media outlets <laughs> on the planet right now dude like honestly well, so you, you know it's, it's great to you know come to you and 
get like actual factual data. It's really refreshing. So thanks for everything you do. And we'll see you around, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Anytime. Anybody else that wants to jump in? uh, Oh, there's a request. Hold on. I'm running a little torch here. I'm sure some of you can imagine what I'm doing. Uh, Flaming the tops of creme brulee, of course. Uh, Who was that? That I just brought in. Uh, I don't see you anymore. Anyway, if anybody wants to jump in, you can. We're just kind of shooting the shit. Um, Let me think what else. So, yeah, I just... The the narrative is changing in a in a big way, and it's really um, I, I I they're they're having I I haven't made up my mind as to like the implications of it of like what it means or why they're doing it is it be is it part of their plan or is it a reaction to us figuring out the too many normies waking up. Because the stuff that they're coming out with now is like, uh, you know, it started with Fauci retreating on the whole, uh, the numbers are are inflated for kids. and, And hold on just one sec. all right in a sec um they're now pointing out the things that i've been calling them out on for the last year and a half saying that well half the hospital admissions are not for covid that came out of uh a canada hospital and also a um the one in new york and that was followed right after fauci talking about the kids number hospitalizations being inflated so they're having to retreat or they're changing it for their own uh, reason. And, and I, I'm kind of like right now thinking that, well, it's because they have this die off coming and they want to, they're, they're trying to um, position themselves for whatever kind of uh, excuse they're going to roll out is, is kind of my thought. So XRP natives, if you want to jump in and say something, go right ahead. Or, um, whoops. Yeah, now you're there. Okay, I guess maybe not. Anyway, if anybody wants to jump on and say something, go right ahead. I will say, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, hi. Um... I actually just want to mention, from what we noticed about countries that implemented the extreme measures or the mandate, mm-hmm. it seems to be countries that um, that offer great benefit to their citizens. Because um, I'm currently living in South Africa, mm-hmm. and we don't have extreme measures put in place. I think partly is also because the government is a little bit terrified 
of its own people. Good. They should be. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they are actually majority of the people here. They will stop. They will throw bricks at the government. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. It's actually really scary. Uh-huh. But in a situation like this, it works to the rest of our, our benefit advantage. So I think the government here, they're, they're proceeding with this with their, uh, great caution. Um, so from all the videos we've seen of what other countries are actually going through, like in Germany, Austria, these mm-hmm. are countries that offer great benefits to their citizens, especially for retirement. And mm-hmm. I think it might just be a threat to them because as what we learned is many of the countries were in debt or maybe they are still in debt. And I think using this as the excuse to blame their debt on COVID. Well, you know, you know who John Williams, uh, no, no, not John Williams. Uh, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but he was, he was basically this guy that would go out. He was like an analyst and he would write up these projections about the uh, wealth that this new project would bring to the region for, you know, you will we'll loan you the money. The IMF would loan them the money to build a power plant and it would add these billions of dollars to the economy and the politicians mm-hmm. all dip their fingers in the pie and, you know, get a piece of it. So, and then when that doesn't materialize, mm-hmm. they come in and control them and use them to manipulate and force these policies. And yeah. I, I think the same thing with, you know, all of the aid packages, that's why they spend those tens of millions of dollars is that money comes with strings. And I'm really... Yeah, and when they can't can't pay back their money, they Mm -hmm. ask them to build a a docking docking yard or more infrastructure, and they go, that's cool. We'll just build a docking yard for your ships, or, uh, you know, that's what China does all through the Middle East and stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, China just took over an airport. Like somebody defaulted on a payment and like, all right, well, your airport is now ours. Thank you very much. And this is war. That's the whole plan. The the old model, people need to understand, the old model is we'll we'll go in and we'll blow it all up, take it over, rebuild it, and then it's ours. Well, now they can do it without ever dropping a bomb or firing a shot or, you know. Cloak and dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the just on the point earlier about um, like I'm just finished. I, I work in a hospital and I think I've, I've spoke to you before. Mm-hmm. But I work in a hospital. I'm just finished twenty minutes ago. I work in a COVID ward in Australia. Okay. And um, and I'm just I'm just finished the ward. And it's just on your topic on your point earlier about the admissions, like like I I nominated myself to come and work in this ward just because oh. I wanted to, I was a bit nosy. I wanted to see what was going on. Yeah. But a lot of the patients, a lot of the patients, man, are just like every other ward. Everyone's sort of up and walking around. And I'm in, because I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, but I'm in there as a wardsman. So I'm in most of the rooms in any one day. And everyone seems to be fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I've asked a, the nurse who I'm pretty close with, and she says, like, most of the patients have come in for other reasons. And they just happen to check and have COVID. Okay. But if you look at the news and the media, they're just, they're, they're painting it as in, like they've come in with COVID and the ICU spilled 87 yeah. people with COVID or this is a report in Ireland. And you're like, those people are in there for different reasons and they've tested for positive for COVID, but they're just manipulating the masses through 
Right. Just sleight of hand is the best are, way you can say. Are you say. seeing the same thing with, uh, you know, on the recording vaccinated versus unvaccinated side? Are there shenanigans going on? I so want to use that word. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I, what, what do you mean exactly? Like, if they're reporting of it in the hospital? Okay, or? so the way it's working that we know from Deborah Conrad, who was a hospital uh physician's assistant in the u.s at a small rural place is that if they're if somebody comes into the hospital for sick with covid uh or you know whatever and they uh were vaccinated in the hospital system at one of their clinics or something like that uh, then they would be recorded as vaccinated but if they if they went to like a pharmacy what we call a cvs over here or some off-site place that was outside of their network they would be they would default to unvaccinated and then the hospital staff wasn't actually asking the patients are you vaccinated or not so in the u.s we have this huge skewing of the statistics is that kind of thing happening over there listen that kind of thing is going on everywhere in the world everywhere that is going on like listen listen to this right so in new south wales like i'm in queensland so Mm -hmm. in new south wales they have changed the rules and the directives. So the healthcare workers, because the healthcare is so under pressure, as they say, but because the healthcare system is so under pressure, they've changed the rules for healthcare workers. If you're positive for COVID, you can go into work still, but you have to go straight home. Right. Yeah, and yeah. right. So the problem with that is that you've just sacked thousands of nurses and good, experienced healthcare workers who have because they didn't want the vaccine, but yet you're bringing in people that are COVID positive into the hospital. Uh-huh. I mean, the premise was we don't want to spread COVID. We don't want unvaccinated people in here because we don't want to spread COVID. Yet you're bringing people in that have active positive cases. So right. nothing is making sense, man. Yeah. It's, I think it's they're just, just yeah, it, I think it's harder. You know, when, when I talked about uh, the whole mass formation you've got that yeah. 30% that's just going down with the ship. There's no saving them. There's no talking to them, but that 40%, and I, and I, I think that's who we're winning over. And, and I think yeah, that's, and that's seems, it's just getting too ridiculous for them to, uh, you know, like I showed that Stanley Milgram experiment where the guy was like, come on, he's yelling over there. And he's not even, you know, it was like, yeah, the there's a lot of experiments, conformity, conformity. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what well, am I doing there, here? I think they're starting to question what what is happening? What have yeah. I been told? And how does this even make sense anymore? Yeah. Well, here, listen, I, I work in the hospital and I have had two shots of the vaccine and I was very unhappy about having to get it done. But I'm in Australia. I don't have any family. I struggled with the whole idea and I was really pissed off about it. Yeah. But I can tell you, from my experience, there are a lot of people, and I work in probably the second biggest hospital in the Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that there was a lot of nurses and a lot of staff that didn't want to um, get the vaccine, but they did, do you know what I mean? Because they wanted yeah. to keep their jobs and their livelihood, and it's going back to the point of the mass formation, the 30%. Yeah. I see that every day. I see that with people every day. They just follow the herd. They're scared to become a pariah within their own social setting, so they just... Get on with mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. to their own detriment. Yeah, um, it's, it's, people need to step up and start making noise about it and keep doing it. And that's what I've been doing on my Instagram and not a lot on my Twitter because it's crypto, but mostly on my Instagram and trying mm-hmm. to sort of 
target people and say, look, this is what's going on. This is the news. Because people have a confirmation bias and they just want to see and they'll refuse whatever goes against their line of thinking. So I'm trying to do, get to them that way. I think the 30, the 40% of the the 20%, I think it is, needs to keep working towards waking up the 40%. Mm-hmm. I think the people need to keep doing that. What yeah. you're doing now actually is really brilliant, so I, took, I applaud you for it. I'm trying to, like, dig in, and I've got people, you know, that behind the scenes help me try and <laughs> teach this idiot how to, uh, how to talk about this stuff a little more accurately, and I go to them for advice and, and make sure I really understand stuff before I bring it to you guys. Uh, or, you know, and I just try and, like, I'm good at taking complex topics and really boiling it down to a simple, here's what's happening. Yeah. Here's, and so I'm trying to arm, with my show, arm you guys with the talking points and the understanding to where you yeah. can go out and have the tools to interact with these people and uh, counter, yeah. you know, give them real... I, I, I also think it's important if, you, if that's your goal, if your goal is to educate people, like people are vaccinated and they're completely, um, they're completely, let me say, how they said, they're completely sort of uh, against the idea mm-hmm. of even going up what their belief, because they have an ego, they're emotionally involved in what decision they made, and yeah. humans don't like naturally to admit they were wrong. Right. So when you confront them with information that conflicts with theirs, they bounce up the barrier up. So I think if your goal, is you and me or other people, if their goal, our goal is to try and convince and waken these people up, then it needs to be done in a way that we're respectful and, and do you know what I mean? Like try to yes. convince, because you're not going to convince people other ways if you're insulting them while you're doing it. Yes. And it's something that I've read in a, in a couple of times in books, but you, you need to be respectful by trying to waken these people up because they're not the enemies. There's no embarrassment in being manipulated right. and deceived by a, 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 an industrial level push of misinformation. There's yes. no embarrassment in that. So they, we need to wake them up. Yes. And have compassion for them. I mean, it's, exactly, I just, yeah. it breaks my heart seeing what's happening to a lot of these people that just thought, you know, they were doing what they needed to help the, the people around them be, out of compassion. And, and they just, yeah. you know, oh. but, sorry, go ahead. But it's unfortunate. Some people don't want to be working on because yeah. they believe what they're doing is the right thing. Yeah. That's the sad part is no matter how you, all the information that's out there with doctors um, that got censored, doctors and researchers that got censored, but they mm-hmm. are independent websites now for them, uh, for people to actually watch their videos and educate themselves about what is going on and the dangers of this treatment. But I've tried reaching out to friends, to family, but once their mind is made up because they believe that they're doing the right thing, no matter what you do, you just can't get through to them. And mm-hmm. to some extent, I feel so hopeless about the entire so, situation. I've got family members like my sister. She is um, she is a doctor and she believes her knowledge on medicine <laughs> is correct. So no matter what I say is... Yeah. Who do I think I am, you know? Yeah, she Lily, knows better than I do. I, I can tell you in my experience, um, so I've got the the ex-wife that's the mother of my child is double mm-hmm. vaccinated and she has this ER doctor that talks her ear off about the the horrors that he's seen from COVID. 
thinks the vaccines are totally mm-hmm. safe and all this. So I, I, I experienced some of that. And then I've got mm-hmm. my brother who took it and just didn't really know. So kind of, I've just been slowly over time when there's a really good example that shows kind of what's happening, you know, I, I, I try and be as nice as I can about it. And you'll notice that I'm going to drop the whole mass formation psychosis because the psychosis part is kind of triggering for some people. When you say you're, we're just going to talk about mass formation now because that's a more uh, gentler way to broach the topic with them. Um, Because if you push them and challenge them directly, they're going to entrench further into their belief system. Positive brain, of course, man. That's true. That's true. You see, my mother, um, she went to get her first shot uh, when she visited my sister in the U.S. She thought that maybe the quality there would be better than what they have imported Mm -hmm. into South Africa. Mm -hmm. So she got her after the first shot, and she started to experience this strange sensation in her knee. It's a very strange sensation. She couldn't explain it. And the next thing is that one leg just went numb. And she got so frightened from that that she decided to get that second shot. And she came back to South Africa, but she did more research on that. And she, what she learned was, I think the treatment um, makes any old um, injury more severe. So she had her lower back injury uh, many years ago from a horse riding incident. And following um, she was doing exercises at home. The next thing she knew, there was a strange pain and uncomfortability on her lower back. Yeah. When she did eventually go and check it out, she was told that, um, what do you call it, it's like a disc slippage. Like her T12 mm-hmm. or something, there was a slight slipping out of that section and the doctors couldn't understand because the exercise she was doing, she had done that. So I don't know if it's true that the treatment can really impact on any old injuries and make it even worse. Absolutely. Um, there's, I mean, that's, that was one of the stories I told earlier of the girl who had cancer in her leg and because this thing is Uh attacking the immune system. One of the other things we didn't even talk about, this is what, uh, Dr. Ryan Cole has really uh, been putting out there from America's frontline doctors. He runs this big testing lab in Idaho that services 12 states and has 80 employees. And, you know, he's making big bank on the COVID tests, but he's calling for like, we don't need to be doing testing asymptomatic people. Um, and uh, he's seen this increase in these endometrial cancers, which is like the uh, one of the part of the vascular system, and that's up twenty fold. And I think the later numbers were four hundred fold now. And it's uh, he's getting all of these doctors that are having uh, patients that are developing these ultra rare cancers that they've never seen in their twenty year career, and we've got a study suggesting a mechanism for that. Um, the, the list just goes on. It makes everything come back. And like right now, so I, I'm pretty sure I got Omicron or COVID. I didn't go test, uh, from somebody at, uh, Christmas time. And like three days later I got sick and I had, uh, 
a girlfriend here and three days later she got sick and it's been really strange during the last live stream i was sitting here and i got dizzy and felt like i lightheaded like i almost fainted in the middle of a show and i even commented about it when it happened well the following like two days later because she's her symptoms have been two days lagged from me she was at a restaurant and actually passed out and uh i've had this um for several days back earlier on as I have been going through this this pain when I lay down in my knees that kind of radiates up to, to on the outside of my legs and then the following night it went further up to my hip flexors and now today my back has just been uh, extremely painful like I've had to fall to the floor a few times because it just hurts so bad and I think it's the virus is in there fighting or being attacked or something but I think it's absolutely triggering these injuries and uh, we're we're kind of like going through the same symptoms uh, just delayed by a couple days so I, I think this is part of what COVID's doing and I think I've also got some of these spike proteins in there it could be that it's um they're getting somehow jostled up or or turned loose and doing further damage that's causing like the inflammation in my back or you know the what that maybe that's what was going on with your mom that's that's really scary mm -hmm. i think it must be a very very scary experience and i just can't stop wonder to what extent how far would it go with this what is the extent of the damage that they want to cause before they actually call a quit? Yeah, you think we'd be there by now, but we're not. <laughs> so. Absolutely, and just to see the, the sorry, um, no, the amount of people that had lost their jobs. Um, the other day, I actually went out to this pharmacy to do some shopping, and this guy dressed normally. You can see that he's not a homeless person, but I think he's in the process of becoming homeless. He walked into the shop asking for anyone that's able to help. And it, it was just so sad. It was yeah. such a sad experience to see someone who's probably doing okay supporting his entire family end up in that situation where they not actually need to ask around for help, mm -hmm. for anyone to just help. And there's a lot of vaccine injured in that situation because now they can't work and like, what do they do? And the, the, nobody's got responsibility, but them. And it's just like, they, they've just been sold such a terrible bill of goods. Absolutely. Um, a friend of a friend actually told us that, um, someone that they know, a lady, I think she's a single mother and She's got nobody else to depend on for her finance, you know, mm -hmm. her daily living. It, she is the breadwinner and she's got a daughter and she had no choice when her company forced this treatment upon all yeah. their staff. She knew what would be the danger of it. Yeah. So after she took it, which she did it for her daughter every day, she was waiting for, she actually just thought, if this is the day I die, every day she would go to work expecting this to be her last day. Hmm. 
It is so and sad. It's horrible. Yeah, and it's actually when you're um, when you're stressed and worried and depressed and all that, your immune system suffers as a result too. So it you do that could, be, that, could be, that could be me in three weeks. Right? They're mandating the the booster shot, yeah. and um, I'm refusing to get it. So I'll be out of the job. And bear in mind, I'm from Ireland. I'm living in Australia, so it's not like I have any support here. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be me in a couple of weeks. There's no way I'm getting that booster. Yeah. Can I just jump in for one second? Sure, Red. I know you've been waiting a while. Yeah. Um, just to sort of jump back a little bit there to what Irish XRP was saying. Uh, I'm also in Queensland. I work in, in the medical faculty of the university, and I've never met more dumb, smart people in my life. It's incredible. <laughs> And you're, um, you're vaccinated and, like, you've had some inflammation on your hand, right? Uh, myself? No, I'm good. Oh, I, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm unjabbed. Uh, they are pushing for it at work, uh, particularly in the medical faculty, as a lot of doctors have to be vaccinated for, for everything they do anyway. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm a lab technician. So okay. I actually I actually live in New South Wales, and I have to go across the the border into Queensland. Uh, we've got hard borders. We've got concrete barriers and uh, checkpoints like full Gestapo. Wow. Um, majority of North Korea stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, there's a lot of people that don't really understand what our life has been like for the last two years on the border. Um, you know, you go just a couple of kilometres or maybe a couple of miles in your seat, um, you know, north of the border and life is just normal. Um, they have no idea that you know, you, you have to go through all these checkpoints, you have to do all these things and you have to, you know, life is just in, in turmoil. But um, sort of coming back to that, that waking up process, um, I kill them with kindness and, and the ability to interact with these people on a university level. And there's a lot of prof- professors and researchers and, and, and stuff that I talk to. Mm-hmm. And I just drop little, little tiny logical truth bombs that make them go, hmm, I might look that up. Um, kind kind so of like when, that doctor start- did with, Najid or whatever it is in the UK, like I, I feel like that's exactly Najid what Navaz, he's doing yes. there. Yes, Najid Nawaz. Um, yeah, that uh, that that guy that was speaking on from New South Wales. Uh, that's that's right, exactly yeah. what I'm doing with my my, my Instagram. I'm putting little tidbits here and there, little thirty second, fifteen second sort of bits of information, so that people that see my because they don't have any sort of well, they can reply if they want, but you understand how Instagram and Instagram stories work. I get to them with those little bits of information, so they don't need a reply, and they don't feel bad about me insulting them or anything like that. But, but that, well, not insulting them, but insulting their way of thinking about this. If you That's get what right. I'm saying, we have that kindness approach, and when they're when they're sort of on the on the front foot, going, well, we've got all these cases in Queensland and Irish, as you would know, there's so many cases in Queensland and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's very interesting because living on the border, I can just very quietly, very very quietly remind them. But only vaccinated people are allowed to come into the state, and they're like, "Oh, so where are the cases coming from?" Yeah, and then, and then they just sort of go, "Oh, where are oh, the variants oh, coming from?" <laughs> well, you know exactly. It's like it's like Lifeboat said there when when the Omicron came about, right? It was only three to four days later that it was in Australia. Now, bear in mind, you've got to quarantine for two weeks before you get to when you get to Australia. You've got a PCR test. You've got to be double vaccinated. The the flights are all restricted around the world. Now they discovered this in South Africa, I believe, and in four vaccinated people, uh, no less. But 
like how in four days have they discovered it like in in Australia, one of the most locked down places on earth. So I, I have just, a bit of an answer insane. on that. Um, the reason it was found in Africa was because they've got so much experience doing that kind of gene sequencing and so forth with uh, from HIV. So they were able to to like discover it faster, but it was fa- it was already in like four or five countries uh, before okay, it that was makes, announced. That makes sense. Yeah, that's that's a, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, we definitely. We, I mean, there's no no doubt about it. There's there's certainly a sickness going around. I know many people that are sick, both vaccinated and unvaccinated. Yes. And um, there is no doubt that there is something going around. Going around. Be vaccinated in my experience with my friends and my network um they're the ones that seem to be getting more sick uh, mm-hmm. than the unvaccinated ones um but uh, again sort of coming back to the university setting talking with the medical professionals i you know i always direct them to the tga which is like our cdc i guess if you want to call it yep. um and just go oh, look you know it's really interesting that you know with this sort of vaccination there's been 600 and something deaths so far and they go really where did you find that? So, oh, so it's on the public government website. You can just look it up. I'll send you a link. And uh, I've had many research fellows sort of come back to me and go, oh, oh, this is interesting data. I said, yeah, it's right there. It's amazing that I know where it is. I'm not going to attack them on yeah. it. But it's like, oh, it's right there. You can just look it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so what you're, well doing, what you're doing is getting them, is not even telling them this is what's happening, but just giving them something intriguing that, would kind of pique their yeah. curiosity. Yeah. And and then they they come up with the idea that um they're sharing now knowledge that that because that they they're discovered. And, and yeah. They discovered it and it was their idea and I'm like <laughs> I don't care how I don't care how it gets out there as long as it gets out there. Right. That's brilliant. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's my two cents. I'm going to duck off quietly uh, back right. across the border into Mexico and go surfing. <laughs> hey, uh, good luck with good luck with the surfing too, Sam. <laughs> All That's right. Where I'm going right now. <laughs> Have a good evening or morning, whatever it is. Take care, guys. Oh, I'm still listening. Oh, yeah, it's uh, afternoon. Afternoon. I'm going to crack a beer in a minute. Oh, I'll catch you in go. the water, Ari. All right. Uh, anybody else, SAP, Chinook, that wants to jump in and say something, by all means. Hi, Sam. How are you? Hey, doing great. We've uh, we've communicated a couple times via via Twitter. Right. Um, I keep asking you if you've stocked up on your LRs. On my, <laughs> on my LRs? Wait. Your two two LRs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I've got. I just. I bought. <laughs> I saw three boxes at Walmart. I haven't seen them there in a long time. I. I. They had four total. <laughs> I bought all those up. They're five fifty a piece. So I got. A, I got a few in addition to you know, that. I just added to the, to the pile because. 22s are really a great survival weapon because you'll end up, if you don't have radios, you'll end up using the, the guns for signaling as well. And so it's a... Uh, yeah, sorry, I had to mention that so you knew who, uh, who you were yeah, talking yeah, to. Yeah. Um, I take a, a slide, and hello, Lily, uh, from South Africa. Uh-huh. Um, Hi. I, uh, I look at... I've been on this journey, a very complex journey for, and I call it a journey for, for quite some time, uh, probably 20 years now. Um, I've been watching this thing very, very closely as well, and I have a very sort of a macro. I'm going I'm to speak to a very macro view of, of how I see things at the moment. 
Um, excuse me if it sounds a little macabre, um, but I think, uh, let me say what I have to say, you know, understand. Okay. I think the human condition that we're dealing with here, this mass formation psychosis, is not going to go away in a hurry. Um, I have been trying with family and friends for quite a long time. I actually had to recently, a few months ago, after trying very hard for 80, the first 18 months of this uh, pandemic, uh, educating my father, uh, the patriarch of our family, um, only to find out after 18 months that he threw caution to the wind and got the entire family vaccinated. Oh. Uh, I've had to actually take a step back. It's, um, it's a journey, and you can't affect other people's journeys. If they do not want to know, they will not know, no matter how hard you try. The first step is always the hardest, um, and you as an individual need to take it. I do believe after watching um, multiple contents from all over the world, Dr. Judy Mukovitz, Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Robert Malone, mm -hmm. Dr. Peter McCullough, um, I do believe that these guys are not idiots, um, that we are facing uh, a, a new pandemic of um, down the road. I don't know how long it's going to take, but uh, based on what they're all saying, that there's going to be this VADES situation, vaccine-induced immunodeficiency syndrome. Yes. Um, I think that, that is what, and I've been listening to you guys this morning, uh, I think it's, it, it's absolutely pertinent to the conversation that the human condition of complacency and mass formation psychosis, a combination of, uh, of both, um, is only going to wake people up. Uh, and I know this is going to sound bad, but it's only going to wake people up when children are dying in parents' arms because yes. they've gone too far. I, I, I'm sorry to say it, mm -hmm. but that, that is how I see things panning out yet. I mean, you've got Pfizer trying to hide documents for 75 years. Yeah. This is not by chance. No. This is all by design. And watch these, um, watch these I, FDA I people. The watch these FDA people start walking away from their jobs because of what's going to come out in there. But the problem yeah, is the media. The reality. Sorry, Lily. Sorry, but the problem is every time when there is a treatment injury, the, the media, they keep blaming it on the illness, the virus. And mm -hmm. because I see it on Facebook all the time, they're promoting that the virus is killing all the untreated people. Yeah. And any of the treated people that actually get affected by the treatment, they are not in the news media, it doesn't appear on Facebook at all. And this is actually what a lot of people are feeding with this lie, with um, the censorship. And they don't even know that they're being brainwashed into believing otherwise. That's so It's by design. It's absolutely by design. And it only ends when the snake bites its own tail. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm going to try and open the show with tomorrow is like break down what's happening to dispel that one myth right there uh, so that more people can understand it's not COVID making them sick. It's the, it's what the vaccine's doing to their bodies and what these continued doses of, of this poison are doing to them. Yeah. The more they get sick, the more they go for the next shot, mm -hmm. the more they get sick. 
Mm-hmm. And they need to understand. Like, I, my my approach has always been try try and tell tell these people the truth. They deserve to know what's happened to them. It's up to them whether they've rejected or so forth. Like today, uh, you know, there was a guy asking about his daughter having chest pains. Is anyone else experiencing that? And I'm like, <laughs> oh boy. So I just said, you know, these shots are dangerous and here's why and sent him the link to Ryan Cole and said, please review these threads. And, you know, shortly after that, he deleted his original post because they, they're going to have to go through this period where they kind of uh, freak out and reject it and um, come to terms with it eventually or not. And some of them won't. It's it, That's just going to be the nature of this beast. Some of them are going to go down with the ship uh, thinking that the, the vaccine was just didn't work for them or something. Sam, I, I, I post something? a lot of your content and other people's content on uh, an Australian uh, group that I'm actually admin on. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Truth Seekers mm-hmm. uh, for those Australians that are there. Uh, I know it's probably strange to you, South African uh, on, on an admin on an Australian group. But it's a very good aggregator. There's about uh, 20,000 people on there from all over the world. Um, and we have these conversations all the time mm-hmm. uh, and chats and what have you. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I use the analogy on the group and, and, and often when I speak after I've spoken, you can hear crickets because <laughs> people, they, <laughs> yeah, uh, because I call it as it is, as I see it, yeah. um, you know. And I honestly, I honestly, after watching this thing take place, I honestly believe that this only ends, I use the analogy. Let me use the analogy. Uh, now, I'm not a child beater, but it was used, don't, don't get me wrong here. I'm speaking metaphorically. <laughs> I always have to clear that up. Um, a delinquent child, you speak and speak and speak and speak and speak, and eventually a parent loses their tether, all right, and has to tell the ass to tell the brain, to change its ways. You have to inflict a little bit of pain. I believe that that same analogy applies to the human race right now. And only when enough children have died in parents' arms, and even then, they, some of them will still defend it. Right. But only then, at that point, are, are the nations of the world going to start waking up. So this, this strategy that they've got, um, and if you've listened to a lot of the doctors, the specialists, the Peter McCullers and all these guys, um, they're very clever in their strategy. They're extremely clever in their strategy. I do, uh, I believe that the dosage is being upped from the first shots to the booster shots. Um, I, I tend to believe that the percentage of placebos uh, in a batch of 100 me, is around about 85%. SA, hold on, let me, so, let me, let me stop you right there. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. sent me the, a screenshot of like the, uh, the the back end system, the the back end codes for these shots, and they absolutely doubled the uh, or it was they increased the dose, but also increased the dilution. So it was like a almost doubling of the the dosage in the booster. Yeah, I believe that. So there's another condition, a human condition, <clears throat> that I've been watching for a long while, and that's the inverted commas. I'm okay, Jack theory. So of 100 people that get the vax, 85%, let's just use the figures that that I've heard, Mm -hmm. uh, get the placebo. Um, Some people get sick. 
Then they go to their friends and they say, well, I'm okay. My family's okay. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Um, they are very, very cunning in their, in their approach. And as they go down the road, so eventually you will run into the 15% of the batch that will have the dosage in it um, and so on and so forth. But the I'm okay, Jack theory applies. Um, and only when it affects them in their life and their child is dying in their hands, in their arms, will some of them actually wake up. Yeah. And, and I think this is, this is the reality, that's the stark reality that we are probably facing. It's going to be a hard journey from here on out. I 100% agree with that. I do. Brad, did, <clears throat> did you want to jump in and say something? Can I hijack? Yes, go for it. Please do. (laughs) Sorry. This is a little bit off topic, so I'm just going to apologize uh, profusely to everyone, but if you can just bear with me for one second. Sam, this is directed uh, straight at you. Okay. Um, And I know it's not COVID-related, sort of. So here we go. I've got a theory, right? (laughs) Always starts with a theory. Um, Price appreciation in cryptocurrency, for example, I think is directly contributed and correlated to uh, the global tyranny and resistance of the people. Uh, I'm sure you and maybe many others that I see on the chat here are, are XRP in their name or aware of crypto or something like oh, that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, this, this alt season that we're, everybody keeps, the general consensus is that alt season's about to happen. Um, you've got all sorts of, you know, BC backer, great analysis. Um, you know, w- watch him regularly. Uh, a lot of people talking a lot of good conversation about crypto. What I find they're missing is if, say, for example, the fact is that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation actually has a patent on mining cryptocurrency through the energy in your body. Mm-hmm. And so, some may be aware of that patent, you know, being 060606 or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. So, that is an actual factual pattern that's in there. Now, how are we going to get everybody to willingly inject uh, graphene oxide or hydroxide or whatever you want to call it into your body? Well, if we had a pandemic and we could inject everybody in uh, with this stuff in their body and then, you know, it's already in there. Now, I, I view this scenario like I would view any uh, company on a listed stock exchange. If there is company A and they're doing everything in their power to make a profit, uh, you know, maybe they're buying up stock and they're selling more widgets and they're doing all these sorts of things. Now, um, unfortunately, if you've got a whole bunch of people that are uh, saying no to the injection of graphene oxide into their bloodstream, well, that's going to slow down company A's business model. So therefore, price appreciation is not going to be elevated as quickly uh, as all the investors that have jumped in on this. You know, there's a lot of pharmaceutical, there's a lot of uh, companies behind it. You know, uh, we've got YouTube and, and Google, which are owned by Alphabet. We've got a 15% stake in venture capital funds um, that uh, that run a vaccine companies mm-hmm. globally. So you've got this mass censorship on all of these channels of um, anything other than take a vaccine, that's what you need to do. So this, this is all just one big business model and one big investment. Therefore, the old season that everyone expects and the majority or the, of this consensus is that there's going to be an old season in the next few months will not happen if the general population of the planet push back and say, no, we don't want this in our lives. That's not to say cryptocurrency won't be around. It's like saying you can only send letters to England and let them know that you want a million dollars. 
the actual utility of say XRP or the um, you know the, the remittance uh, settlement token is still going to be there, but the price appreciation will happen slower um, over time as that the genie is already out of the bottle, so to speak, and people will utilize it in the way that they want to use it, not mm-hmm. through their fingertips opening up their car doors and paying for things at the checkout with their fingers and all that sort of stuff. That's not the way that they want to use that technology. I think you could still have catalysts that would accelerate adoption. And, you know, Schwartz always had the theory that, well, if people realize that it's going to rise slowly over time, they'll buy a whole bunch up front and save it for the long term, and that will cause rapid price appreciation. Um, yeah, the supply, uh, will, will, you know, the shortage of supply, yeah, would rise the price. I get it. So I'm interested in your perspective on this. Uh, or that particular theory, or, or do you think that you know this this particular um, alt season bull run will that still happen as as what many analysts kind of predict? I, I think, um, like I feel like the wild card that people are missing, and I would say maybe even BC backer here. I I haven't had time to you know keep up with all of his videos. Um, I, maybe I should reach out and chat with him about it, but. I think this tether fraud and this whole Chinese economy collapsing, I think it's all tied together and that the, the uh, justice department is breathing down on the, the crypto industry's neck right now. Uh, And I think that's kind of putting a damper on things. I don't think people recognize how manipulated these markets are. If you're not following Bitfinex, uh, you need to because he's just been laying out like and I retweeted one of his things saying he called this that, you know, when Bitcoin dropped below, I think, 40 or something, they would shut down the exchange and on and on. And that's kind of exactly what they do. So there's this criminal enterprise, organized crime behind Tether that is involved with so much of the industry and so many of these exchanges um, who is under a watchful eye and they're afraid to, I think, do their old tricks. And I think that's, that's what's kind of making things be a little different this time, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, um, the, the, yeah, there's, there's a lot of moving there's a lot of moving parts to this puzzle, and it's, yeah. you know there's not going to be one one solution. And for those of you, obviously, there's, there's probably a few of us in this chat that are aware of all the different macroeconomic dynamics and geopolitical issues that go on. Yeah, but the, um, you know the destruction. Yeah, sorry. The, the the base picture though is like it's still there for me. Fiat's dying. Um, commodities like having real tangible assets versus this hypothecated paper. Um, creations that wall street and the others have done uh is where is is where the the wealth is going to go in this through this crisis and i think you know DeFi is just going to swallow up wall street it's going to swallow up the banks it's all it will all be virtual and so forth but you know the establishment of course wants to implement their system which is total control and um, right. you were talking about like what the, the, the passport and so forth that Gates has come up with for the cryptocurrency in your body kind of thing. 
Well, if they can get this vaccine passport in, that's a you you have basically at that point when you accept a vaccine passport, you sign up for whatever kind of uh, medical experimental medical tyranny they want to push on you. And if that's microchips, then congratulations, you've got microchips now. And if you don't want it, we'll just unplug you from society. That's why this is all so I, dangerous. I completely agree. It's a double-edged sword that we're playing with, and that's yeah. what I, I and I and I do I do apologize, but it, it does have a lot to do with COVID. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um. I know. I know you guys are talking about. It does. Know, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's all connected. It is. It's absolutely all connected, and that's and that's what I think a lot of people don't realize, and because it's such a uh, out there topic to even suggest that's where you get a lot of that conspiracy uh, theory stigma yeah. that comes with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it is interesting to watch the, the global markets react to the Evergrande, uh, you know, to cryptocurrency and especially what's happening in Kazakhstan. That's not getting reported on at uh-huh. all, really. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching Turkey. Turkey's really quiet as well. Um, so I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm fascinated with the, with the economic side of COVID as well as the business that they build around it. And, uh, mm-hmm. for example, we, you know, a lot of my friends here um, are, are reporting to us they've tested positive and on the, the rapid antigen test, and you can scan your QR code on top of that test, send it into the government here in Australia, and get your $700 um, to stay home for the week. Now, that's decimating the middle, middle class because all the businesses that um, employ these people uh, are obviously not able to open. There's a lot of businesses around here uh, where I live uh, on the Gold Coast that are um, closing their doors for, for weeks at a time because they just don't have any staff. Mm-hmm. Because we've got we've got all these people taking their debts, getting their free money, not realizing that it's actually decimating the economy, mm-hmm. and then um, shutting down the mum and dad businesses. And on top of that, you, you, that's where we get led into that universal basic income. That's where you get switched off if you don't sign up to the booster shot right. and uh, and everything else that comes with it. So uh, unfortunately, it is all you, tied together. So you, saying- you do get labeled. Are you saying these these kids are like spam testing to intentionally get out of work? There's a lot of people that do that. I know in the UK uh, in the last few months that was happening, but yes, there are. So I'm going to give you a real life example about uh, my, my best mate's daughter. She went through five tests that were all negative until she got a positive test. And now that she's got a positive test, she doesn't have to go to work for a week and she yeah. can continue to surf and hang out and get $700 from the government if she wants. Oh. This is an intentional thing that kids are doing. Yeah. And it's, dec- it's decimating the, the economy, and it's got a lot to do. Um, again, like I said, I'm sorry to hijack, but it is all connected. The money mm-hmm. side of it is um, the big business behind the testing site, the it, rapid it, antigen test, everything. It's all connected. It's <laughs> such an amazing time to to live through. It's almost like Isn't it? it makes me wonder, <laughs> is, are we just in some giant fucking video game simulation? Because... I'll tell you what, I haven't turned the TV on for a while because this is way more fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Because we do. We have this giant um, struggle between total tyranny that the government and the establishment and the elite and all that want to take us to. And while at the same time, we've got this sprinkling of the uh, tools to our freedom that in crypto and DeFi and so forth. And if we can just evolve our thinking beyond these mechanisms of control and figure out ways to cooperate with one another instead of 
use the guns of government, I think we could just move into this era. And this is what Cliff High says is coming of sci-fi world where, where, you know, these secrets, the, the bribe money that's keeping all of us locked down and in this petrodollar paradigm and on the, you know, the whole cars uh, and roadways and all the mechanisms, think of all the mechanisms of control that come with that to something like our little uh, anti-grab spaceship that can take us anywhere around the world in 10 minutes. Uh, I think that's the kind of world that awaits us. And, um, you know, you take it even a step out further than that. I, I think, you know, any society that's evolved to that level and is out in space observing all these other cultures would see us as, oh, yeah, they're still, you know, like children. They, they run around killing each other, fighting with each other. They have these uh, systems of control and manipulation, and there's no truth and justice. And it, I'll tell you what's been interesting. They, they, you, and um, again, we didn't, I didn't catch that red. Your signal was cutting in and out. Start over. Sorry. I'm sorry. Antarctica. Hold on. Excuse me one second. Mm-hmm. Can I grab that Wi-Fi back, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> My son just stole the Wi-Fi signal. I'm going oh, to go get you're that. You're good back. now. You're good now. Okay, yeah, I'm good now. I got the Wi-Fi back. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I know. Technology, isn't it amazing? <laughs> so so Antarctica has been a real fun one that I've uh, started to follow yeah, uh, through, through Cliff High. Now, I, I don't know a lot about it. Obviously, I'm very limited in my knowledge with everything as everyone is. But here's how I look at it pragmatically, um, you know, the pub test. So we have countries that can't agree on resources and they invade each other for all sorts of reasons and go to war yeah. about land and all this sort of stuff. Excuse my language, but how the fuck did we get 135-odd countries to agree not to fly over Antarctica or do anything there? <laughs> how did that work? I mean, that's the most agreeable thing that everyone on the planet can agree to that I've ever heard in my life ever and I'm 41 years old and I like to think that I'm fairly geopolitical across many things yeah that's weird right and and you've got all these you've got the Robert Byrd story of his trip up there you've got they are doing stuff major stuff and I think they might have even fought some wars over Antarctica they just don't talk about it because of what's up there right that's what's going on. Yeah, you have all these, going on. these famous leaders and so forth that have come up, that have gone up there on trips and so forth. And there's ties to like maybe presidents. There's rumors that like they have meetings with ETs and so forth up there. So, and of course they also have, this is one of Jay Widener's uh, interviews. I'd love to reach out to this guy and talk to him, but he, he was like the computer tech for the McMurdo station and you had these this room that he would go into where there were guys who were essentially listening to interstellar communications and he also talked about this array that they have where they went and drilled um, this big grid that's like a couple miles long wide long and drilled cores like a couple miles deep and they dropped these tachyon sensors into them and they have this array. And he says 
that this uh, the computers w- would run so hot that they had to have a cooling system in Antarctica. And wow. what they're doing, like I started thinking about that. Why would that be the case? And, and he said it was, it had to be, it was hot and it had to be running all the time uh, whenever the thing was switched on and it ran 24 seven. So what are they doing? And I started thinking about it. These tachyons are given off when there's some kind of like folding of space, the, the way these spaceships or these craft travel or these other uh, ET civilizations travel, it gives off a tachyon burst. And by building these arrays, if they can sample that thing coming in and hitting, you know, 10 sensors as it moves across the field that they've built, that their grid, then they could take and they would know the direction and trajectory of that tachyon. Well, if they had three of these stations around the planet, then you could triangulate the position of these craft anywhere in the universe. And, and so what they would have to be doing is taking probably millions, if not billions of samples a second, looking for these tachyon pulses and not only that, but they'd have to be taking that data when they do get one coming into the array. They, they'd have to have very precise timing with atomic clocks and so forth. And if they could correlate that with three places around the world, they would have a real-time system that shows them where all the craft are popping in and out of uh, our dimension. And I think that like that's one of the things that they're doing up there. It, it, Antarctica certainly makes me rethink a lot about it should. history. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, so I just wanted to hijack the, the chat with that. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Appreciate it. <laughs> no I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you guys get back to COVID, but I'm, we're listening quietly here in Australia and the Gold Coast. And uh, we very much appreciate your videos, Sam. Um, they are shared wide across the Australian population. Awesome. And uh, you've got a good following here. So uh, keep up the good work. And thank you very much for the time that you've given me. Certainly. Appreciate it, Brad. Miss Mallory, you want to say something? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? We got you. All right. Um, I just wanted to tell people to be aware of choosing sides. A lot of people see this as a light plan or a dark plan. It's a gray plan. Everything is mixed up together. Mm-hmm. Everything is connected. Um, I agree with what uh, SAP was saying. Like I, I believe that that's where this is headed, that it has to be the death of children that finally get people to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, to play off of uh, what the, the young guy that spoke about the mask mandates for 30 days in Utah, how it's frustrating and there's so much ridiculous stuff going on right now that specifically to make people upset, angry, and pissed off. Right. And they're to more, go back to what... They're more susceptible when they are in that state. Yeah. It suppresses their immune system. So, like, it gives yeah. more sickness. That's what they want. Well, it's also about um, destabilizing you from your emotional sovereignty so that somebody can hijack your emotions and take over your actions. Yeah. Um, the sickness, of course, we probably all believe that there is a depopulation agenda. And it probably is because they've been talking about it for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody put it in stone on the Georgia Guidestones, so somebody believes in it. 
so much to etch it into stone. Um, to go back to what Lily said about South Africans being ready to throw bricks. This is important because this is a distinction. This is why everything is about the United States. Americans are not that way. We have been all raised in this democracy where we handle all of our issues in court. When something is unjust, we take it to court. We don't take it to the street. And so we're very, very pacified as a nation for when injustice happens to us. We sit around and wait for somebody to go to court. And our court systems have been weaponized because it takes money to go to court. So there's millions of America that does not have a voice at all. So this is the thing. The New World Order plan is contingent upon America's falling. We all know that. The dollar has to collapse. We have to get to this one world government. How do we do that? Well, if you look at what's happening all over the world, everybody is being pushed to the brink of destroying their own government. To overthrow your own government is what's happening all over the world. They're pushing us to get out into the streets. Mm -hmm. With America, if you look back at 2020, they continued killing black people back to back to back until finally they had to use footage, eight minute footage of a black person dying on screen. Then people got angry enough to get out into the streets and do some rioting. But they didn't get angry enough to cause much damage. So what happened is they brought in Antifa and other bad actors right. that were paid to do the destruction. They co-opted the movement. Yeah, I agree. So this is the thing. It takes so much for Americans to get angry. This is why the vaccination program was intended to fail. And if anybody's read the John Hopkins Spar scenario, uh, then you would see they intended for this vaccine to fail because they did a whole scenario based on it. So when they come out and they say, oops, we didn't know, that's a lie. They knew this vaccine was going to fail and cause all kinds of deaths and neurological issues and all kinds of things like that. Scenario goes into how people were suing and trying to get money and then the vaccine compensation program and blah, 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 blah. So to go back to what SAP Pete was saying, it's going to be the death of children that finally get people not just awake, but angry and in the streets. And once they get Americans angry and in the streets, coming for the heads of people like Fauci and our government that are doing these mandates, we're going to overthrow our government. And I don't think that Americans are actually going to be able to do it. So I have a sneaking suspicion. This is my own suspicion. This is not written anywhere, and I didn't get it from anything with no proof at all. The illegal aliens from the border are being militarized right now at bases because we don't know anybody that's seeing them showing up in their neighborhoods. They're being taken from the border on flights, dispersed all over the country in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. These people will be used to fight that war. They will be staged civilians that are angry overthrowing our government. Just like in 2020 when people didn't get angry enough and they brought in Antifa, this is going to be Antifa times a thousand. Uh, this war will be fought whether we participate or not. So this is what I want to tell everybody listening. We're all XRP holders or some kind of, we have some kind of belief in the new world where crypto is going to do wonders for us. We have to make it there. If we get involved in this war, we might not make it through. So what we have to do is recognize this plan is gray. We have to play neutral. 
this isn't black against white. This isn't vaccinated un- against unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. This isn't conspiracy theorists against the sleeping people. This isn't um, good versus evil. It's not a spiritual war. This isn't the revelation. All of these are psyops to make us choose a side to get into war. Do not go to the front lines. Survive so that you can thrive. When these wars start, and it's going to be really, really hard if you lose family members or you see people that you love that are hurt and injured, it's going to be really hard for you not to want to get revenge. But what you have to do is stay emotionally sovereign. Do not get emotionally invested in anything that's going on from here on out. Do not pick battles that's going to make you argue with people. Don't come to blows with people. Stay neutral. Stay alive. Stay awake. Stay vigilant. So that's the message to everybody, you know, all you XRP holders. Most of you have some kind of spiritual understanding, some kind of esoteric understanding. It came to you by some kind of unexplained means. It has a great value and a meaning to you. That is for a reason. I don't know if it's artificial or if it's natural, but we all received messages. We were chosen. Either we chose ourselves or some higher power chose us. But regardless, we have to stay out of that war because this is not God's war. This is man's war. God does not have your back if you step into war. Revelations is a psyop. <laughs> I like you a lot, Mallory. <laughs> I listened to about two sentences of what you said, and I was like, oh, let me follow this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll be listening to Sam, so. <laughs> Mallory got a hold of me the other night and kind of blew my mind with some of her series. So, yeah, she's uh, has, has some really interesting perspectives that make you think. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned two things. With, Sorry, when, when, I, when I speak with people, a lot of people don't get about me uh, throughout my life is that I choose my words very carefully. And I said two things earlier on when I first spoke. One was the first thing I said to Sam about the, the 22 LRs. Uh, and that's because I have one too. Um, I have uh, an arsenal of ammunition. And it's not, for, it's not for what you would think it's for. It's to stay out of the bloody way of these people because they are going to become the dangerous ones when they wake oh, up. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. And the that's second thing I mentioned was yeah. was taking the foot off the gas with my father. Um, and that was quite important too because I, I've reached a point where I've realized that a lot of these people, even the ones we care about the most, um, you cannot interfere if they do not want you to interfere. Um and, and it's going to be extremely hard. So a lot of what Mallory said was kind of, in a way, indirectly speaking to what I said earlier. So I, yeah, I agree with her 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. The line in the sand has been drawn. People have chosen their sides. We've screamed from the rooftop. And um, we've done all that, we, all that we can. At this point, what's done is done. And we just have to wait for, to quote the Bible, wait for the moment when it comes time to separate the wheat from the tear and we won't even know which side we think it is has won until after that separation happened and you know we see which plan came out whether it's the 
what we interpret as the new world order or what we interpret as the new order of the ages. Okay. And I think many governments around the world are starting to get desperate because they don't have a lot of time left to cause the damage that they want to cause. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have completely reached their goal yet. So um, maybe that's why a lot of the governments are starting to push that yeah. final push. I see the world governments um, kind of in a holding pattern where they're just like, let's piss them off a little bit just to keep them pissed off. But the whole world is waiting for America. Everybody is waiting for America to rise up. And then once that happens, the whole world is going to rise up as well because America is what everybody looks forward to as like, that's the beacon of freedom. And if America loses its freedom, the whole world goes to hell. And if America fights for its freedom and it gets it, the whole world gets a new world order. We all become the new world. So America's not going to fall. It's going to get greater. If you think about um, how America was founded, our constitution was inspired by the Iroquois Confederacy. And the Native Americans, they have a very, you know, peaceful way about the world, their laws of peace, their law of the land, the way they treated nature. If you read the Georgia Guidestones and see it from a perspective of a Native American, it doesn't sound so bad because we have this reverence for the Natives that's like, wow, they're amazing, good people. And for the most part, they are. Everybody, I mean, but, you know, you can see things as evil if you want to, or you can see things as necessary, or you can see things as good. You can put things into a compartment as much as you want to. At the end of the day, the most basic saying, it is what it is, is what it is. So once you see America start to rise up, do not go out and rise up. Just wait for it to go over because this is a part of the plan. It's necessary for us to get to the new world. And we're all prepared for it. We're ready for the dollar to crash. We're invested. So all we have to do is huddle and survive. You know, if you think this is comical, get your fucking popcorn out. <laughs> if you think it's sad, get your box of tissues out. But do not go to the front line. Okay. All right, y'all. Uh, I want to wrap this up. I need to get some sleep. But uh, Chinook, do you want to say anything? You jumped back in as a speaker. Hi there. Can you hear me? We got you, yeah. Uh, so I was a little nervous to speak there. but Okay, no problem. I'm in northern Alberta in uh-huh. Canada. And there's just been a lot of... Um, a lot of sleeping people here for a long time, but I'm noticing lately that, especially after the Rogan show and yeah. all of that happening lately, like people are just kind of starting to wake up in weird ways and it's really disturbing to them. Like I've been noticing it in my family as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, just a lot of anger, right? And people are feeling like fired up and they really want to do something. Like there's all this built up pent up energy now like can you go like do you have details on i'm really curious as to like what they got what was the focus of their anger what were they frustrated with you know like what was the process that they the thought process that they went through do you do you even know Oh yeah, I've had a lot of these conversations okay. with family and friends because all of them are vaccinated, and I'm basically the only holdout in any of the sheep. group I know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it, it, the process for them was just that um, they're feeling duped, right? Like stupid. They're thinking, okay. well, we were told, told by the medical establishment that this was what we needed to do and we trusted them. And now what the fuck just happened, right? Like my, my brother, even he's, he's been really sick and injured from the vaccine and he's furious. He's just like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like we, we've heard all these rumors about camps. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a lot of us here that are kind of on the edge of reading into some of these things. And it's like, is this true? I don't know if it is. If not my, one of my biggest concerns is just like networking, right? Like getting people together because that's, that's the barrier the barrier is that people feel like they, they aren't connected and they, they have no power. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of wondering like, okay, what do we do to kind of connect and network like the way we need to, is it like an on the ground thing or is it just, an, is there online ways to do this without getting into trouble? I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how- Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I, yeah, and I don't know what the situation is out there. Um, or up there, it's, like, it's pretty bad. Well, I, I, let me just—I want to throw an example your way. So, when I lived out on the family farm for a few years, I joined the uh, volunteer fire department, and mm-hmm. like that really plugged me into the community. And um, that—that's a great way to kind of meet people local in your circle. And there's, there's mm-hmm. different ways that you can help and get involved in that sort of thing. But like, those are the people who they're also a little bit gossipy and all that, but whatever. Um, right. it was a good way to plug into the community and help people in need and get to meet different people. Um, I, I think that's something that I would, if, when I, when I eventually go back to the family farm, I will probably rejoin the uh, volunteer firefighters because, just for that reason to, to to be plugged into what's happening in the community and and know what's going on in the local area. Oh, it's an awesome idea. I'm just trying to have these conversations with people because everyone wants the same thing. Everyone Mm -hmm. wants to do something and they're saying, well, where are all the lawyers? Where's all the legal action? I'm like, well, I've been following some stuff with the Steve Kirsch thing where he talked to that lawyer and, you know, Mm -hmm. going after board members individually and all this stuff supposedly happening but you know it's in their system they have every incentive to make it go away and like that's the that's the complex that's why their legal system is so complex it's it's by design so that they can use that complexity to uh, arrive at any decision they want to really that's that's how all this stuff is used and like people don't understand that it's just another abusive process that they've put in front of us to, to give us well, it the just sense seems like that theater, there's justice. Right? Like yeah, it's exactly. It's just a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually heartbreaking. And, and I'm trying to kind of talk to, especially with someone like my brother, he's just devastated, but I'm like, we got to try and figure out, I think one of the biggest things that people need to work on maybe is just, learning to be flexible because things are changing so quickly and to Mm -hmm. not panic. Right. Mm -hmm. But still figuring out a way to survive and make it through this because, you know, I have a, I'm raising my daughter on my own and she's 16 and Mm -hmm. like, what are we going to do? Right. Like I've been stockpiling food and stuff like that, but I don't know what we're going to do. We don't have a big circle of, of like survivalist buddies or something. I know one guy that has gotten, 
(laughs) you know, like it's, it's kind of, I don't know. And I'm also like, I do investments and stuff. I kind of got into rare earth metals and all that's like tanking right now for me, the stuff I'm in. Okay. That's good. Anyways. Um, I would say, you know, another approach is trying to develop some, uh, like first aid skills. So there's, uh, I think it's nurse Amy or something on YouTube and um, it's, a, it's a husband and wife team and they cover all the gear and how to you and like go through you, you'll, you know, if you can learn to maybe do some kind of basic triage and have some medical supplies and so forth, that will make you right. valuable. So there's, I, those awesome. are kind of the, the things I would say is either arm yourself with supplies as you've done arm yourself with mm-hmm. knowledge, uh, you know, that can, that would be valuable in that kind of situation. Cause I, I think we're heading to that, you know, we might have this big die off right. of the vaccinated. We, we might have a, like a kinetic war breakout eventually. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, who knows, but we could all, yeah. And Americans are so spoiled because we've never had a generation that experienced like, you know, London has the streets being bombed and uh, right. yeah. living in that kind of environment, but it might end up, you know, even with just what's happening with, um, when they, when they finally, I, I think a lot of them are going to choose to take revenge on these politicians and, and these oh for sure i think they're banking on it like yeah. i think that's the plan right like mm-hmm. as mallory was i was agreeing with a lot a lot of the points she was making it's, this is part of the plan and it's kind of i just i don't know how not kind of gonna, it's, it's massively disturbing i don't know how they're going to use it to their advantage really though um because i think they're going to give us a, a sense of justice they're going to let some of these people go down because they're all puppets Okay. So they are going to sacrifice some people and, and let us get like, okay, good, justice was served. To keep that the we'll, structure we'll in place? In yeah, to keep the structure in place. And then okay, that um, makes sense. I think that we will overthrow all of our government. But what does that lead to? Somebody else to step in and then we have a one world government. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that they're going to bring Trump back to be that person. Hmm. And as much as, you know, it's, it's going to be a shocker, all of the... Uh, voter fraud investigations are still going on. Yep. They're keeping that in the back. You know, you can find the news every day that that is still going on. And it was, really, that go. it was really <laughs> interesting to me that Biden actually explicitly said, I'm the legitimate president. I got all these extra votes and there's no, there's nothing to any of the voter fraud. So it's like, why is he still talking about that a year later if there's nothing right. to it, bro? <laughs> yeah. Trump's going to come in. He's going to bring in our new currency. He's going to bring in our, um, our blockchain voting. He's going to bring in our digital IDs. Like, because all of the issues with these things are going to be revealed to us. They're going to show us, yes, there was corruption. They're going to show us, yes, the, the election was stolen. They're going to show us, yes, there was human trafficking and blah, blah, blah. All of those things are solved by blockchain. So mm-hmm. Trump's going to come in with this new shiny currency and everybody's going to be like, yay, he's the savior. The whole world's going to follow suit and it's all planned. And we get to benefit from it because we were prepared. Hmm. Hmm. Now, can I just jump in there? And, uh, yeah, Mallory's you can got close some, us out. some great points. Um, yeah, no worries. Uh, Mallory's got some great points. She speaks uh, with such clarity that you know I'm sure a lot of people in here uh, agree with a, a lot of what she's saying. Um, just on the societal um, de- 
deconstruction or devolution or however you want to call it, um, there is a fine line that we all need to walk. And I'm just going to use my particular country's um, scenario as an instance here. So in Australia, we have a federal election um, coming up uh, in April. Now, if, if we get angry enough and we start revolting in any way, shape or form, the UN is going to step in in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. We've, got, we've got way too much legislation that ties us to the UN and they're going to implement martial law. And once martial law comes in, none of us have rights. No one has any rights. So we have to um, uh, placate ourselves. And, and, and again, like what Mallory uh, mentioned earlier, is that uh, stepping up to the front line is, is probably not the best idea and just trying to protect yourself and your family is, is better. But, um, yeah, that, that whole social unrest thing is, is really quite scary. And, uh, and, and it's, it's like Sam has been saying for years, prepare for you know buy your jerry cans of fuel you know learn how to grow your vegetables all of the, all of those things so um mallory you you speak well um you speak with clarity and, and also a lot of wisdom so i appreciate that and sam so do you okay thanks for lending me your ears guys just when you see america in destruction on the tv just don't get inspired to get out there and do it too <laughs> okay i'll wrap us up there thank you all for contributing this is fun uh, I'll, we might have to do this again sometime and have some like an open community discussion night. So, all right, I'm getting some sleep. Y'all have a great evening and I will catch y'all another time. <laughs>